Hey guys, so pulling back the curtain just a little bit, Ryan and I recorded this episode last week because it would be too difficult for us to record an episode this week in the regular rotation with all of the hubbub going around around GP Vegas, so this one's in the can, but I wanted to just record this and add it on to the beginning to let you guys know that our friend Wedge over at Manasaurus during the week of GP Vegas had a, a little bit of an issue. He's in hospital. It's not my place to give the details, but... He is a member of the Magic the Gathering community at whole and at large. Needs our support, uh, both emotionally and maybe financially, which isn't the nicest thing. But, I mean, he needs help. He's a good guy. So in support of him, uh, following Attraxable, which we'll give you all the details next week, we, meaning me and Ryan, took our foil-peeled, altered Attraxa that was sent in by a very generous listener. We got every content provider we could find at the event to sign it and we are going to be auctioning it off on our Facebook page to support Wedge's recovery and just do something nice for somebody. Hopefully encourage some some more people in the community to just kind of go over there, check out, do what they can to help this guy out. Details for that will be upcoming more in full next week, but just check out our Twitter, CCO Podcast, check out our Facebook page. We are Commander Cookout on Facebook. We're going to be auctioning off that card, and we also got a custom, not at all safe for work, uh, attracts a token, if anybody's interested in that, done by Psycho Sebi uh, at Psycho Sebi 3 on Twitter. Uh, very generously drew us a couple and donated them. We'll be auctioning those off as well, if you're interested in those. But again, this is just a real quick thing. Go to the Facebook page, check it out. Ryan will get all the details posted up, hopefully by the time you hear this, and uh, let's do what we can to help out our boy Wedge. And without further ado, uh, I'll, I'll throw it to myself. Hey, listen to Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 64. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan. Today we're going to make America great again with the super janky Arc Slogger combo list. Now hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What's going down? Whole ton is going down. As we talked about last week, we have pre-recorded this week's episode because we are currently in GP Vegas. Yes, beating wholesale ass and or drinking wholesale amounts of liquor. I just want an excuse to play that horn, uh, the, the sound effect again. Well, beating ass and drinking liquor. Right? Sounds like things that we would do. Absolutely. And in America. America. I, you know what? Here's the thing. I I love going to America. <laughs> Maybe it's because whenever I go there, I'm a tourist and I love going on vacation. But to me, it's like everything is so available. I love going to all the places and seeing all the people. And everywhere I go, everybody, everywhere in Canada is like, oh, Americans are such assholes. Nobody's an asshole to me when I'm there. Yeah, I've actually, in all the times I've ever been to into the States, I've never had an experience where somebody's just a dick. I mean, maybe it's just because that's where we are at the time. But everybody seems like they're in, in a pretty good spot. And most of the people <laughs> that we know who are from America are cool guys. Yeah. I mean, I'm in Montana last summer, <laughs> and I asked a lady if I can change my ice cream scoop before she, like, scooped it. She's like, of course you can. This is America. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was just made my whole trip. Oh, I've never heard any, I've never had anybody say that to me. Like, this is America. Of course you can do that. Absolutely. I think you can do whatever kind of ice cream you want, honey. I, I hope somebody says that to me or has said that to me on the trip. I'm going to, that's my mission. My mission on this trip that we are, I guess, currently on or just back from is to get someone to say, of course you can. This is America. I'll just speak in a Russian accent everywhere I go, so think that I'm from a communist country. <laughs> Wear your red shirt. 
I'm did, currently wearing a red shirt. You did. I, you know what? I didn't get your red CCO podcast shirt. Sorry. Oh. I got yellow and blue, though. Yes. Yes. Both of those are good. Those are my colors. Okay. Social media coordinates. Social media coordinates are, we are, CCO podcast on Twitter and tappedout.net. That's where you can see this deck, last week's decks, and any other decks that we've talked about across the course of the show. We're Commander Cookout Podcast at gmail.com. That's where you can send us love mail, hate mail, deck lists, show suggestions, no nudes. Or nudes. We're also Commander Cookout on iTunes, Google Play, Google Machine, YouTube, Patreon, edhrec.com, Podomatic. That's where we're desperately taking down those scrapbooking ladies. And the unofficial official home of CCO Podcast, FlipsideGaming.com. FlipsideGaming.com. Where you could use promo code CCOFU to get your Battle Bond singles. Ooh, yes. Going to talk about our next giveaway. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Battle, Battle Bond. That's I like a segue, it. yeah. And Richard Kane Ferguson playmats. Possible Hannah Ship Navigator playmats also. Uh, or just Hannah Ship's Navigator singles. That's really small, though. Just buy like 100 of them. You'll get a 10% discount. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about the time I used to, when I used to do, like I'd, uh, I'd get those anime girl lands? Yeah. I had a few of them. And I would play my land upside down so they were facing my opponents. And every without fail, every time I'd play one, they would look at the land like, ooh, what's this? And then be all distracted and every single one of them would misplay. That's a real thing. Excellent. It's very cool. You painted three of them. Uh yeah. Yeah. Very excellent. Anyways, flipside gaming, articles, every format, singles, magic supplies, be there or be square. Also, CCO podcast. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I like that too. Probably like the best podcast on the site. Definitely. I Actually, I don't know. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> now we can say that. Okay, no. sweet. That's why they pay us the big bucks. So should we talk about a deck? <sighs> Let's talk about the giveaway. We should talk about the giveaway. We really should. Rowan and Will Kenrith. Foil promos from the Battle Bond pre-release that me and friend of the show, Geoff, went to. They are battle-tested. Not battle-worn, because they were sleeve-played right out of the packs, and they beat wholesale ass for us. And we'll be giving them away during our Arc of the Planeswalker. We're going to build some decks that are kind of themed around the Planeswalkers in their quote-unquote personalities. We're going to have some fun with that, and you guys are going to have some fun right along with us. Yeah, I wonder if that, like, does that mean we're going to build, like, the flippy ones where they're a creature that you can use as your commander? Are we going to use the commander's... Or the planeswalkers that can be your commanders? Maybe we'll just try and jam every version of a commander into a deck and see what we end up with. Well, we don't have enough slots in our deck unless we want to play 10 land if we want to play all the Jaces. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but then we can do the whole deck talking like this uh, about how I'm so much better than you. <laughs> yep. I hate him. Stupid. Why are we doing this? Because we're, we're sadists, right? <laughs> <laughs> or wait, it's a masochist. We're one of those things. Anyways. That's the giveaway. You can get in on it. Again, You, as per the use, you can get in on it by following us on Facebook, Twitter, uh, interacting with us that way. Help us spread CCO Nation and expand our borders. Also, extra entries will be given to you if you take the time to go to Podomatic and like and follow us there so that we can rise in the leaderboard and finally take down the scrapbooking ladies because it's been a year. It's time. It is definitely time. We've gone too long. Exactly. We must make Podomatic great again as well. Ooh, I like that. Yes. Official details will be on our Facebook page. You can win the, uh, what are they called again? Will and Rowan? Kenrith. The Kenrith twins. Sure. F them. 
Yeah, we're after them. I'm going to forget their name all the time. But that's fine. You guys can win them, and then we won't have to remember them anymore. Very excellent. Should we talk about a deck? We should talk about a deck. Who are we talking about today, Ryan? Who's the Commandies? Mm -hmm. We're actually doing a partner pair. These partners are for the people. Ooh. And they are Jeskai colors. Red, white, and blue. Oh, for our American friends. Yes. The land of the free has its own commanders. Red, white, and blue has good commanders. Red and white, Canada's colors, has the worst commanders. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. In truth be told, we'll pull back the curtain a little bit. We did try and build this deck in just Boros. We just couldn't do it. You know what? We, we could. We found ways. But when we added the extra blue cards that are in the deck, it just made the deck better. Now, as we go through the deck... We could say to all of the blue cards that we specifically speak to, you could cut and still have the deck. We're going to mention that you could cut this card. Yeah. Because you could make Canada great again and make Boros great again. <laughs> you, we, we could. So let's just view it through the lens of make America great again, but keep in mind secretly Canada can do this without the America's help. <laughs> all right. And our commanders for the day are Ishai Ojitai Dragon Speaker. Who is a 1 1 flyer for white, blue, 2? The hell. Whenever an opponent casts a spell, put a plus 1 plus 1 counter on her. I think that is the uh, first lady. Yeah. So does that mean this guy'd be the president? <laughs> yeah, this is sick that this guy's the president. Ludovic Necro Alchemist is a 1 4 for blue, red, 1. At the beginning of each player's end step, that player may draw a card if a player other than you was dealt damage this turn. So let's. let's say what it means if somebody that wasn't you took damage everybody gets to draw a card isn't that nice power to the people or or sorry that player Whatever. gets to draw a card yeah still power so everybody's drawing extra cards and the uh, the first lady ishai she gets bigger whenever somebody casts a spell which is things that they want to do anyways so commanders for the people well i guess the one is kind of against the people She's like the Yoko Ono of presidential oh, yeah. first ladies stupid yoko ono so got we we got a jeskai commander and at the top of the show, you said it was an Arc Slogger combo. Yeah. And Arc Slogger, I looked him up, is like in a grand total of like 26 decks on EDHREC.com. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Ishai and uh, Ludwig had 15 lists on EDHREC.com. I added mine, reloaded the page. They got 16 now. <laughs> so let's read Arc Slogger because he is the guy that the deck is kind of hinging around. And you're going to say, what? In the actual fuck CCO Nation. You're gonna you're gonna say it. Here it comes. Okay, get your dub TF pants on, baby. Arc Slogger is a four five beast for red, red three. Has red. Remove the top ten cards of your library from the game. Arc Slogger deals two damage to target creature or player. So he shocks guys. For ten cards and a red. So pay for shock, exile ten cards, get that two damage. I don't mind it. I like it. I like shock and stuff. I do like shock and stuff too. So we could shock. Okay, so he costs five. So let's say we play him on turn four or five. We've drawn four or five cards plus our seven. So we've drawn 18, 19, 20 cards. So we could shock somebody eight times? Yeah. Okay, we can shock eight times. Get 16, do you douche? So if somebody's at 16 on turn five, they're going to die. Right. Seems like we can do better. You think? So let's break it down. This is actually a degenerate combo deck. <laughs> it wouldn't be a deck that I build if it wasn't, right? So we've got a little ditty called 
Pull from Eternity in here. Give it a read. Pull from Eternity is an instant for white. Put target face-up card that's removed from the game into its owner's graveyard. Its owner's graveyard? So what does a Jeskai deck want to have cards in its graveyard for? It's not playing green or black. How are you going to abuse a graveyard, Ryan? What if, just hear me out, Okay. you put the Pull from Eternity, because it's an instant that costs one, okay. onto an Isochron Scepter. Isochron so, Scepter. Isochron Scepter. Artifact for two has imprint. When you cast it, exile a card. And, and and that card is exiled or, or imprinted on Isochron Scepter. You can go two, tap, cast the exiled card. You cast Pull from Eternity. Could you use the Pull from Eternity that's exiled on your Isochron Scepter to get your Pull from Eternity back into your graveyard? No, because if it leaves the exile zone while imprinted on Isochron Scepter, then Isochron Scepter just doesn't have anything to imprint on it. That's cheap. Yeah, it kind of sucks. Don't like that. Oh, well. So anyway, where do we go from there, Ryan? Well, you know we got to have some counter spells in there to, 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 to save the Isochron Scepter, right? So we've got some counter spells, but what you do is you go red, exile 10 cards. Shock you. Yeah, get twoed. Right? Yeah. Cool. That's how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> then you go Isochron Scepter, and we can actually animate it. We've got two ways to animate it. We make it a creature. So we can do that with March of Machines. March of the Machines is an enchantment for blue three. Each artifact is a creature. Its power and toughness are equal to its converted mana cost. So it makes Isochron Scepter a tutu. Yeah. Now we could cut it because we have... Karn Silver Golem in here. He is a 4-4-4 four, four, four. when he attacks or block, or if he's if he's blocked, he becomes a 0-8, whatever. But he's got an ability for one target non-creature artifact becomes a creature with power and toughness equal to its converted mana cost. It becomes a marching machine. So it becomes a marching machine, that's right. So you don't need March of the Machines. That's the first blue cut. You make your Isochron Scepter a 2-2. Two, two, okay. And then... You use two mana from whatever, Gilded Lotus, let's say, to untap your creature with Voltaic Construct. That's a 2-2 two, two for four with two untapped target artifact creature. Right? So you've made three mana to untap it. So you've netted one mana. Okay. Now, if we took that same Gilded Lotus or whatever, let's say Grim Monolith or Mana Vault. Mana Vault's not in the deck, but Grim Monolith is and you then animated that, or March of Machined that, you can then tap it for three and untap it for two, untap it for three, untap it for two, right? So oh. you can make infinite mana like that. If it's Gilded Lotus, great. You've already got your red mana. You just make infinite red, and you arc slogger your whole library into exile, and then you use your infinite mana to untap your Isochron Scepter with your Pull from Eternity on it with your Voltaic Construct to get all the cards from Exile back into your graveyard. Ooh. Two of those cards are Eldrazi Jesuses that shuffle your library back, or El your graveyard back into your library. Eldrazi Jesus! So Old Amog and Kozilek Butcher of Truth have the claws when they hit your graveyard from anywhere, shuffle your graveyard back into your library. Uh-oh. You're also running, for the same reason, but also alternate win con, Blightsteel Colossus. And he just shuffles himself back in, but you can, it's an extra shuffle him back in effect after you exile him with Arc Slogger. Now, you say, oh, you need infinite red 
to do this combo what if you only have grim monolith or mana vault well we also play a little ditty called gemstone array gemstone array is an artifact for four and it has two put a charge counter on it then you can remove a charge counter from it to get a mana of any color so if you have infinite colorless you put infinite charge counters on it and then you arc slogger everybody to arc death slogger them to death so that's how the combo works and that's one of the ways that we're going to make America great again. What the hell is wrong with us? <laughs> <laughs> Arc Slogger, get your Eldrazi's, get them back, shuffle it in, Arc Slogger again, it rinse really and repeat. It does sound like a slog. Yes, it's, it's convoluted, so we've got a couple different ways that you can make infinite mana, cast infinite spells, and or... Win in infinite ways. Very excellent. And we should probably look at some of those infinite ways... Right now. Okay, so you were going through the list prior to recording, and you were like, Countryside Crusher? What the hell is that doing in there? So let's give him a read, because you actually like this card, A. B, it fits into the combo with a couple of the other cards. I love Countryside Crusher. He is a 3-3 for red, red, 1 for a giant warrior. At the beginning of your upkeep, you reveal the top card of your library. If it's a land, you put it into your graveyard, and then you keep doing this until you don't get a land. And whenever a land is put into your graveyard from anywhere, he gets a plus one, plus one counter. So you notice that he he, okay, he puts stuff into your graveyard, big deal, we can get it back. Because we know we're playing big Eldrazi Titans to shuffle. Uh, Feldon's Cane would actually work too. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Whatever. But his second ability, whenever a land is put into your graveyard from anywhere, so when we pull from eternity a land back from exile to graveyard, he gets a plus one, plus one. Oh. So he's going to get... Let's say arbitrarily large when we go through our Arc Slogger combo. And because Pull From Eternity targets a card in exile, you just choose to bring back Eldrazi Jesus last. Then you exile again, pull him back. Okay, okay, we know how it works. So what do you do? You can attack with him. Sure, he doesn't got trample. He's essentially just a big dumb idiot at this Correct. point. He's yeah. got like a thousand thousand. But you've also had a whole bunch of Arc Slogger triggers to get them blockers out of the way. You did. It, let's say somebody's got an orbs of warding and you can't target them with Arc Slogger. You just can't get them. You can't get them. What you do is countryside crush them and attack because they don't have any blockers. Or for some other reason, if you can't attack them but you can target them, you can Bryon Stout Arm them with Countryside Crusher. You you end up gaining a bunch of life because Bryon Stout Arm does the damage and he's got lifelink. So good. Or you could just plain old OG Fling. As additional cost to cast fling, it's an instant for red one. Sack a dude. Fling deals damage equal to dude's power to target creature or player. Very good. Brian Stoutarm does the same thing just to player. And has lifelink. That's right. So you got all this life now. What if we put in the deck Aetherflux Reservoir? Superstar from our Fire Song and Sunspeaker deck giveaway. Did you just say their names correctly? Yes. Cool. <laughs> Aetherflux Reservoir, for everybody that does not know, is an artifact for four. Whenever you cast a spell, you gain one life for each spell that you've cast this turn, and you can pay 50 life, and it deals 50 damage to something. So if your Countryside Crusher's 1,000,000, 1, you're going to gain 1,000 life from Brian Stoutarm, and you're going to Aetherflux Reservoir everybody to death. Ooh, if like you that. already didn't Arc Slogger them to death because he's huge... Or if somebody does something terrible to your Arc Slogger. And if you have Aetherflux Reservoir when you're casting Pull from Eternity infinitely, it's just going to gain you life, 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 because <laughs> Isochron Scepter is actually a cast. You cast the card, which gives you life from Aetherflux Reservoir. That's so awesome. Now, if that's not broken, dirty, and degenerate enough, we also are playing Dramatic Reversal in the list. So if you put it on Isochron Scepter, 
it untaps your mana rocks and Isochron Scepter for you for free. Dramatic Reversal is a... Is it a common? A common and an instant. From Kaladesh? Yeah, no crap. Wow. Blue one, untap all non-land permanents you control. So untap your mana rocks, untap your Isochron Scepter, gain life off of your Aetherflux Reservoir, but we're also playing a little ditty called Sentinel Tower from Battle Bond. Love those Battle Bond cards. Sentinel Tower is an artifact for four. Whenever an instant or sorcery spell is cast during your turn, it deals one damage. Whenever an instant or sorcery spell is cast on your turn, Sentinel Tower deals one plus the number of instants or sorceries cast on your turn to each opponent. There you go. So it does one, then it does two, then it does three, then it does four. And so on and so on and so on. It's a giant laser beam. Laser beams are so cool. Laser beams would make America great. Yes, they would. Very excellent. It's like the Eye of Sauron. Yeah. I think they need one of those (laughs) that can shoot lasers. (laughs) That's good. Why couldn't the Eye of Sauron shoot lasers? Honestly. That thing couldn't do nothing. It had a little searchlight that looked around. Well, I think in the... In the book, there wasn't even an Eye of Sauron. That was a Peter Jackson thing to give it like a, a presence. Well, the Eye was there and just didn't. I think Sauron in the book anything. had a had a presence, but he wasn't an Eye. Like he didn't do anything. He's the worst. Everybody's all afraid of him. He didn't do nothing. Well, th- that's exactly it. All it, you ever it, saw him was his fingers scary. all cut it's off. It's scary. It's it's this thing, and you can reference it, and people who have seen it are like profoundly affected by it. Yeah. It changed the landscape of how people thought about things because it was so scary. Bunch of wimps. <laughs> we talk about on CCO Podcast alternate win strategies all alternate, the time. Alternate paths to victory. That's right. So we talked about Arkslogger Combo. We talked about Countryside Crusher either attacking or flinging. Sentinel Tower. Aetherflux Reservoir. Just wait, there's more. <laughs> We've got infinite mana. So why wouldn't we cast blue sun zenith blue 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 instant target player draws x cards shuffle it back in so you could cast it on yourself for value early game because you're playing mana rocks draw into your things you need to win and then deck the opponent we're playing lab maniac so we could deck ourselves with it but if we didn't want to be that degenerate we could use our infinite mana to cast banefire give banefire read i know you like this one i love banefire banefire is red x Banefire deals X damage to a creature or player. If X is 5 or greater, Banefire can't be countered by spells or abilities, and the damage can't be prevented. Very excellent. Before we go into what that represents, I want to read Urza's Rage because it's one of my favorites. Urza's Rage is an instant for red 2, kicker of red 8. Urza's Rage can't be countered by spells or abilities. So just like Banefire, it deals 3 damage to target creature or player. If you paid the kicker cost of red 8, it deals 10, and the damage can't be prevented. So, kind of like Banefire, except not all the way. But remember, you can get it back into play, sorry, back into your library from your graveyard, and search it up with Planar Portal to cast it multiple times. When you cast it, it's going to untap everything you control because you're playing a Paradox Engine. So you could infinitely cast Urza's Rage and deal infinite damage just like Banefire. Those are our nukes. Nukes. Because America needs nukes. America, nukes. Thriving economy. There it is. That is nukes equal thriving economy. Probably not. Anyways, those are our nukes. We're also playing our Urza's Ruinous Blast. Urza's Ruinous Blast is a legendary sorcery for white four. Exile all non-land permanents that aren't legendary. 
So you have to have a legendary creature in play to do this. But remember, we are playing Kozilek and Ulamog, Oldamog. Those are your legendaries. We can get them back with Pull from Eternity if we cast our Isochron Scepter with Pull on it post Urza's Ruinous Blast. And then if we have a little ditty called Thran Temporal Gateway from Dominaria. Legendary artifact for four. Four tap. Put a historic permanent from your hand into play. We can just pay four and get our Kozilek or our Ulamog. And remember, they got Annihilator. When they're annihilating an empty board, you know that guy's sacking land. Ooh. So we're stealing land. How do you make America great again? You invade Mexico. <laughs> or Canada. <laughs> Please don't invade Canada. No. <laughs> so I guess... Finally, if all of those win conditions, including beating wholesale ass, aren't enough, you could use your mana to Walking Ballista. We talked about him last week. Yeah, he's everywhere. He's the He is a combo thing. finisher because you just dump infinite mana into him and then remove infinite plus one counters to deal infinite damage, right? Yeah. It's really easy, and he's an artifact. But the wait, there's more. How can there be more? We've got a little ditty in here. Brand new called Power Stone Shard. And, and, and combo players are going to know where I'm going with this. Give it a read. Artifact. Three. Tap. Add colorless for each artifact you control that's called Power Stone Shard. And mechanized production. Mechanized production is an enchantment for Blue Blue 2. Enchant an artifact you control at the beginning of your upkeep. Create a token that's a copy of enchanted artifact. Then, if you control eight or more artifacts with the same name, you win the game. Yes. <laughs> My eyes look like saucers. They do. F everybody except Sin for me. Sinister saucers. <laughs> oh, I feel so terrible playing cards like that. After all of that, the rest of the deck is a couple more wraths, removals, draws, and a couple tutors, because we're essentially playing a... We're uh, playing a degenerate combo this yeah. time. Lots of artifact raw or uh, artifact... Mana, rock, things. Like, we're playing a Thought Vessel. Taps for colorless. No max hand size. Sol Ring. Um, we're playing uh, Power Artifact. I think I mentioned, like, Enlightened Tutor, Mystical Tutor. Frantic Search, because it untaps lands. And then just a budget mana base, because it's only three colors, and there are some expensive cards in the deck already. Yeah, the deck is not... Uh totally attainable budget-wise due to a couple of includes, but those can be, I don't know, danced around, I suppose, if you want to. Yeah. yeah. So, just just quick, eight card draw spells. I could have fit, like, Ponder and Preordain or blah, blah, blah. I stuck to, like, Dig Through Time, Brainstorm, Treasure Cruise, because Treasure Cruise exiling cards from your graveyard is actually fine. Doesn't matter. Right? So that's cool. Targeted removal, we've got um, five, and... I said don't be scared to use them early like Urza's Rage and Banefire and stuff because you can get them back. And just play them again. Yep. Mass removal, we got four, including one of our nukes, Urza's Ruinous Blast. Twelve rocks and dorks. And uh, super smoking hot card from last week, Hannah Ship's Navigator. Oh, baby. Yeah, in case our uh, Isochron Scepter gets removed or something like... I don't think I would put a Pull from Eternity on it until I'm ready to combo. So if you just value put a Path on it or value put a Mystical Tutor on it, Somebody removes it because they don't want you tutoring every turn. You just get it back with Hannah Ship's Navigator when you find her. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Again, we we're playing Lab Maniac. We're playing um, Gyre Reach Sanitarium, which makes everybody draw a card, then discard a card. And Miku Kordo Center of the Sea, which makes everybody draw a card. Yeah, everybody draw a card. So if you exile your whole library with Arxlogger with a Lab Maniac in play, you just tap one of your lands to draw a card and win. 
So that's a thing, right? And then artifact lands that we could classic tutor with Tezzeret, which is kind of a loose include, but he does also find you Isochron Scepter. Which is very important. So you could uh, minus X him to search for an artifact with converted mana cost X or less, put it onto the battlefield. Also with Tezzeret, uh, you can also, just by having him played, you can immediately find your mana filterer, whatever that was called. Gemstone Array. Gemstone Array. That's right. You could also find your Thran Temporal Gateway. So you go Tezzeret, Thran Temporal Gateway, and then if you got extra mana uh, from Mana Rocks or whatever, Ulamog. Boom. You miss out on the cast trigger because you're putting it into the battlefield with the gateway's mana cost. But you still have an Ulamog. But you still have an Ulamog. Which is an Ulamog. Yeah, indestructible. Super sweet. We've discussed how Ulamog is Ulamog and Annihilator is Annihilator and both of those things will generally ruin somebody's day. Yeah. Strengths and weaknesses? Strengths and weaknesses. It's a weird combo. I'm, I'm counting that as a strength and a weakness because people aren't going to know how to fight it, but it's also pretty janky. It's <laughs> the, janky. The Arc Slogger is a little bit janky if they get your Isochron Scepter. And it's convoluted too. Like there, You need lots of stuff going on. We do have ways of finding it and redundancy in case it doesn't work, but it is kind of a... It's clunky. It's clunky. Strength uses off-the-wall cards. That it does. <laughs> arc Slugger. It's, it's Arc Slugger. 25 decks on EDH. CCO Nation, do you own an Arc Slugger? I used to play them in standard. Yeah, I original could... Mirrodin block. Yeah. All right? You, uh, there was a burn deck in Mirrodin block. Like, it had um, uh, it had Shocks, and it had Shrapnel Blast, which is Sacrifice and Artifact Deal 5. It had Arc Slugger at the top of the curve, because once your hand is empty, and you need, like, three more Shocks, you just exile 30 cards, pay three, take six. Yeah. So stupid, but so awesome. He's a lot better than people gave him credit for. Leave it at that. And that's why we're building the deck. I think that's what inspired us to do the deck. We were talking about Arc Slogger combo just when we were sitting around drinking beer on Tuesday. It's like, let's do it. Yeah, super sweet. Okay, many, many paths to victory. Strength. Very cool. Yeah, yes. I like that. Weakness. Weird combo. We talked about that already. Little bit expensive. If If you want to downgrade the value of the deck from... $465 with some spicy single cards that are super expensive. Like if we just, if we want to move into the budget section, I'm thinking like power artifact, $175 grim monolith, $125. Yeah. They go infinite mana immediately, like on turn two with each other. Cool. But save yourself $300 and make Boros slash Canada. Great. Instead of America. <laughs> Tefri's protections in there just because you're a combo deck you want to have that kind of like fail safe button nope you gotta be able to say that sometimes yeah you could maybe play time stop in that slot but if you don't want to play blue Tefri's protections probably better and time stop costs six although it is fun to say time stop yeah because we, we make that joke all the time like somebody's calming off time stop yeah it's never happened I don't think anybody actually plays time stop I don't think it's ever been cast ever I got a whole bunch of them yeah Cool art on it. What was that card for? We got time. What was that card for? It oh, wasn't for draft. I don't know. And it's too expensive to stop combo. So what the hell was it for? Guys like us. Yeah. <laughs> time stop. Deck there we go. Coming up. <laughs> tutors. Lots of tutors. So Kaldrotha Forge Master, tap, sack three artifacts, search for an artifact, put onto the battlefield. Cool. Search for Blightsteel Colossus. Bang. Cool. Right? Super cool, bro. Yeah. Planar Portals, a six mana artifact tutor. Mystical Tutor, Tezzeret. You get sweet value off all these, but 25 26 bucks for those four cards, right? 
And if you cut them all, you get a 14-point bump in the spicy rating. Ooh. So I actually don't mind that, right? And then you can just fill it with the ponders and the preordains that I already said I didn't play. Or if you're playing white-red, more removal spells, inheritance, so you pay three to draw a card when a creature dies, mind's eye. The new one from Battle Bond that exiles, the, it's a red enchantment that exiles the top card of somebody's library. It's essentially Atali, the dinosaur. Ooh, I love it. Except it's enchantment. You're thinking a stolen strategy? It's, uh, it is from Battle Bond. It is red for, at the beginning of your upkeep, each opponent exiles the top card of their library, and you can cast them all, and you can pay mana as if it was any color. I think, yeah, that's what it does. Yeah. <laughs> it's too bad it's not every player, because then you could just pull from Eternity your exiled card back. <laughs> Ooh, that'd be sweet. Don't they go into the graveyard once you play them? Oh, I suppose. I think they go into the graveyard yeah. once you play them. Yeah. So, okay, more card draw spells, blah, 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 if you cut your tutors. You could cut your Lab Maniac, Mikukoro, Sanitarium package and save yourself $11 if you don't want to be that guy that just wins off Lab Maniac. Okay, fine. You cut all that stuff, $337 worth of savings. New value, $128. Ooh. Plus your card draw spells, which are like a couple bucks each. So if we say $135. bucks. Excellent. Yeah. Or like 776 Canadian. Still cheaper than decks we talked about last week. Very true. <laughs> I also want to point out this one this one sweet card I didn't get a chance to earlier. Obstinate Familiar is a 1-1 one, one for a red. Where if you would draw a card, you can just not draw that card. I really like that in decks where you have to exile your own library in case somebody tries to troll you by making you draw a card when you don't have your Lab Maniac. Because this guy's like, nah. So, so you arc slogger down to like, Four cards left, and you can't activate Arc Slogger again, right? S but you have, what is it, Obstinate Familiar? Yep. Have him in play, and somebody just, like, doesn't notice because you're playing dirty, and you got him behind a chip bowl. F you, Smitty. <laughs> so they blue Sun Zenith you, and you're just like, I I'll, will choose not to draw. <laughs> I'll just take these four. That is all. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that guy. So sick. Okay, we have not done this before, but we have got two flex spots available in the list. Ooh. This list currently only has 98 cards. Ooh. How is Brando going to make America even greater? Slot one. Slot one. I'm going to take us back to last week's episode, and we're going to talk about either Soul's Fire or Chandra's Ignition. Uh, okay, Soul's Fire is so instant. Instant. Red, two. Yep. Target creature deals damage equal to its power to target creature or player. So that's a good card with Blightsteel Colossus, because it immediately infects somebody out of the game. That seems good. Or a monstrous countryside crusher that just can't get through. And then just kills somebody, because it's like at 100 power. Exactly. And Chandra's Ignition is the same. It's a source. Same thing, except it does it to everybody. <laughs> exactly. So you can have your giant countryside crusher infect all of the creatures to death. And infect all of your opponents to death. It actually requires less work because you don't have to arc slogger combo to make them super giant. You yeah, just have you, to have a really lucky run, a land into your graveyard. Yes, you just get a really lucky land. Well, Countryside Crusher doesn't have infect, but... Oh, yeah. Whatever, we can give them infect. Yeah, and Blightsteel does. You, you, Blightsteel certainly does, and that definitely wins the game with Chandra's Ignition. Immediately, yes. If you wanted to play Grafted Exoskeleton in your second flex spot, you can find that with um, Kadaltha Forge Master and yeah, put that, it directly into play and then just equip it for like two. Oh, that'd be neat too. That'd be good. What I think for the other slot, and this we're going to take it back to real life because... Me and Ryan were always making that joke about the exchange rate, which is barely a joke. Yeah. Because holy shit. 
What we could play in that other slot is trade routes. Because if you have more trade routes in America, maybe our money won't be worth so little. Wouldn't that be nice? Oh, you have no idea. When I order truck parts, not only are they expensive, then there's the exchange rate, then there's duty, then there's tax on the province that I live in. F me in the A and the mouth. It's bad, yeah. Trade routes, give it a read. Trade routes is a enchantment for blue one, and it has one, return a land you control to its owner's hand, or one, discard a land card, draw a card. I like discard a land card to your countryside crusher trigger, and then draw a card. Nice, isn't it? Awesome in combo, awesome with countryside crusher, and originally from masks block. Which is also sweet. And you can filter those dead draws near the end of the game. That's like... Yeah, that's the thing, right? Trade Routes is just kind of a cool card to play all around. Because if you have a deck that you find kind of runs out of cards in your hand and then you draw a land, that's a feel bad. So with this one, you can get rid of it and get something else. You know what I like too? Flex spot number one, Trade Routes. Flex spot number two, Armageddon. Bounce all your own lands. You got all kinds of mana rocks and then just drop... All your lands turn by turn and by turn again. Or just discard them to draw cards and make your countryside crusher big while your opponent has no lands. Now that's degenerate. Yes. We are pieces of shit, Ryan. (laughs) Yes, Armageddon followed up by Supreme Verdict, which is in the deck. Uh Uh-oh. Yes, with a trade route. Dang. GG, brah. Milklist? How about we do card Card of the the week? week. week. I always forget about card of the week. (laughs) You shouldn't. It's a great thing. I think we know what we're picking. Okay, CCO Nation, you have four seconds to guess what card we're going to pick. It's Countryside Crusher. No, it's not. It's Arc Slogger. What a slog. Arc hyphen Slogger is a 4-5 from, I believe that's is that Darksteel? No, that's Mirrodin. That's Mirrodin? Mirrodin for Red Red 3. Red, remove the top 10 cards of your library from the game. Arc Slogger deals two damage to target, bro. Let's let's talk about that in, in just for a minute. Mirrodin Limited, I think that that was a card. Totally was. It's a 4-5 for 5. That's already a card. Now, a 4-5 vanilla for 5 is, like, common. You put one ability on it. Because it's a 4-5, it's an uncommon. But this has, like, a relevant removal ability on it. If you've already drawn into your bomb with Arc Slogger, shock their guy. Get him out of the way. Swing in. Cast your bomb. Like, I think Arc Slogger's good. I, I don't remember. But I think it's good in Mirrored and Limited. If you're ever drafting it, like... He MPGO was better in, or if somebody has like lots of money and wants to buy the packs. <laughs> he was better in like constructed play because you have more library to slog. That's right, yeah. But he's he's not a bad card. And we are all about highlighting the dregs of magic on this show. Yeah. Thirty eight cents or what is that, like six Canadian dollars? Uh it's like six seventy five, yeah. Yeah, okay. Cool. It's pretty close, yeah. Neat. Quick math. What about foils? It's like a dollar. Yeah, foil foil is like a buck fifty. Or, you know, 1987, yeah. Oh, yeah, 1987, yeah, plus tax, plus duty, plus shipping. Yeah. F me. Milk list? Let's do the milk list. So, Jess guy today, blue, white, red. As per edhrec.com, the milk list is the most commonly played cards at each converted mana cost slot today. Jess guy, zero drop slot, mana crypt. No. Not playing it. We could. It's a good combo card. It's fine. Two drop slot, Sol Ring. That's the one drop slot? Yeah. Yes. That's what I, what did I say? Two drop slot. One drop slot. So two drop slot. Is it Signet? No. Chromatic Lantern at three? Nope. Supreme Verdict at four? Yeah. We are playing that. Yeah, that's a good, good wrath. Five is Gilded Lotus. How is that not Arc Slogger? Yeah, what the heck? Yeah, what's Come going on. on there? We are playing Gilded Lotus. Get Lotus. on it, everybody. Gilded Lotus, we're playing it. Six is Elspeth, Sun's Champion. 
No, sir. Temporal Mastery at 7. Nope. Treasure Cruise at 8. Yep. We are playing Treasure Cruise. It's good. Blasphemous Act at 9. Nope. Time Stretch at 10. Huh, that's an interesting one. Nope. Good card. We can, that's because of uh, my favorite commander of the whole galaxy. Jeskai, stupid Narset. Yep. Go jump off a bridge. Jerk. Temporal Trespass at 11. That's also because of Narset. Nope. Enter the Infinite, 12. Nope. No. Oh. 13, Emrakul, the promised end. Nope. Dinkmouth infusion at 14. <laughs> you knew it was coming. I know. People are like, oh, they're doing a blue milk list. They're doing a blue milk list. Here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> Someday we're going to have to play that card. Someday. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You think? Maybe. Maybe. Probably not. This would have been the deck. It's got like 18 artifacts. We still didn't and, play. And three artifact, four artifact lines, 22 artifacts. F that card. Yeah. Three really milk list matches. Pretty good. That's, one of them, one of them, Sol Ring. Yeah, that's fine. So really, that's like two milk list matches. Spicy calculator. Spicy calculator. This is a weird one. This is a weird one because there's only sixteen Ishai and Ludvik uh, decks. It's the it's in the bottom five, shall we say? And I think the other three of the four that it's better than I'll include that stupid Aki line swinger or slinger or whatever. Yeah, it's like an equipment based, which is thing. fine if you're going to do Voltron, but it's not as powerful as win the game. Yeah, it's kind of terrible. And then of course she's kind of way below everybody. The else. good partner pairings, and then all of the proper um, Jeskai commanders. Right? She she's there. This combination is ninth. On the list of Jeskai commanders. Yeah, the uh, the top end of Jeskai, of course, Narset, Zidru, and Shu Yun, all of which are real deck commanders. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Average converted mana cost, 3.36. So it falls into the realm. Um, not competitive combo below the three mark, or below the two mark, some of them, but certainly below the average 3.5 to 4, like lots of commander decks are. Critical turn, I say the turn you can drop Arc Slogger because theoretically you can already have your Isochron Scepter online, and your Gilded Lotus if you have one other mana rock. If you go land, Sol Ring, you could go... You could go land, Sol Ring, Isochron, Isochron Scepter. Scepter into land. Does that actually even get you? You could go turn to land into Grim Monolith, Sol Ring Grim Monolith for Gilded Lotus on two, and on three you could go... Arc Slogger, you still require your... Untappity, tap, tappity, tap guy. Voltaic Construct. Yes. Yeah. So, I don't know, you could do it turn three Magical Christmas Land, but I think yeah. five is fine. Yeah, five is okay for a combo that's this unwieldy, <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. Okay. Optimal game size? I said four, because ultimately, like, you're, you're playing a bunch of good cards. You're playing... X burn spells, X draw spells, lots of big mana, lots of card draw. Um, I don't think that you would need to divert attention from yourself or to yourself. Also, You've got counter spells and mass removal as well. And in big games, since you're relying on a creature that doesn't naturally have any kind of evasion or protection for itself, if somebody does kill your Arc Slogger, now all the work you've done setting your combo up means a lot less. So in a bigger game... There's going to be more paths. There's going to be more wraths. There's going to be more, 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 more ways where they're going to just kill your Arc Slogger. And that's no fun. Yeah, that's right. And I think um, the deck lends itself to getting blown out. It's a glass cannon. It, it kind of is, but it's got lots of avenues to victory. I think if you cut the blue cards, you lose a lot of those multiple ways to mm. victory because you don't have the draw that you do. You don't have the tutors, right? You have to rely more heavily on artifacts. So... Um, Take it with a grain of salt whether you play blue or not. Uniqueness rating. The average 
Ishai, Ojitai, Dragon Speaker, and Ludwig Necro Alchemist deck compared to ours. Ours has 48 unique cards, not counting basic lands. You damn right it does. So there are some crossovers like Dig Through Time, Path, Supreme Verdict, um, Commander Sphere, Sol Ring. Those are in most Jeskai decks. They're in most decks. If you had just two tutors in the deck, you'd have a spiciness of 52. Excellent. Passes the 50 test. 50 test is where you like to be. Because we have six tutors in the list. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. 38. Oh, it's still pretty okay. Uh, yeah, you know what? I mean, when you get into the, like, the 20s, that's when it's terrible. That's yeah. when it's like, oh, this is so lame, and not even you like playing it. You yeah. don't. You take it apart because it's no fun because everybody doesn't like playing it, and it does the same thing every time. Yeah. Right? That's your classic Kess, Graveyard, or Narset deck right they all do the same exact thing lab maniac is victim to that but if you wanted to detune it i mean you can get up to 50 or 60 if you had one tutor but 38 i mean it seems okay to do something janky it's a lot spicier than i think the the formula gives it credit for it's an arc slogger combo ryan <laughs> super sweet we could count on our fingers the number of decks on edhrec.com that arc slogger is even in you're right and here we are we made him great what is he? I'm going off on a tangent. We made him and America great again, but we've morphed it into something that we don't even know what it is. It's like a cross between a Stegosaurus and a centipede with lightning coming out of its back. And it's got like an Ankylosaurus tail, and it doesn't really have a face. It's got like one big eyeball. It's like a strionic resonator with six legs. It has six legs? I didn't even notice that. I thought one of them was a dink. <laughs> Don't Google that. No. Jeeps. So I guess that's it for our Make America Great Again, Make Arc Slogger Great Again, Super Degenerate Multiple Combo list. <laughs> uh, Will, before we go, we're going to remind you one more time, like, follow, share us on Facebook, and extra points if you go down to Potomatic and help us finally dethrone those damn ninnies. You'll be entered to win a pair of foil planeswalkers from Battle Bond. All the details will be on the Facebook page for your perusal. Uh, within the next couple of days if they're not there already. If you already have shared and liked and followed us on Facebook, just smash that like button a little harder and we'll get the uh, we'll get the memo. We're not going to forget about our already loyal fans because you guys are the reason why we're even able to do this in the first place. So, so keep that up and thank you. And the uh, patrons, I guess, also gain some extra entries for their patronosity. So there's lots of ways that you can get entered to win those two, those two sweet foil humans. As for a final thought of the day from me, this is a Make America Great Again deck, and here's what's great about America. You can do whatever you want. It's America. And we used that freedom to take a garbage card like Arkslogger, and we built a whole deck around it. Where else could you do that? In Soviet Russia, you can't build Arkslogger decks. No, no, no. In North Korea? No. Communist China? Probably not, unless it's state funded and supervised. Japan, you probably could because they probably have arc sloggers running around. Yeah, Japan might actually have arc sloggers in, running around it now, so you could probably do it there. Maybe in Canada, but they definitely levy a tax on you, so you'd only be able to have 63, 63 cards in it. But you could try. So only in America are garbage brews like this possible. So good on you guys, and thanks for joining us. We'll be back to start our new arc next week on Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! Woo.